Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, Foo followers around the world. Ben Johnson here, the host of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, here to tell you that we have a massive bumper collection of prizes to give away in our next newsletter. We have three digital copies of the new Scott Adkins film, Legacy of Lies, to give away. Plus, we have three DVDs of the new Mark Dacascos action horror film, The Driver, Both of those are up for grabs. To be in with the chance of winning a copy, do make sure that you sign up to our monthly newsletter. You can do that now by heading over to kungfumovieguide.com. Once you enter your email address, do remember to then verify your email. That means you will be guaranteed to enter our mailing list. Full competition details will be announced in our next newsletter, which will be released on the 31st of October 2020. So make sure you become Become a registered Foo follower today if you would like to get your hands on a copy of either of those films. Legacy of Lies is out now on DVD and digital HD in the UK, courtesy of Signature Entertainment. The Driver is out now on digital and released today on DVD here in the UK, courtesy of Lionsgate. Okay, thank you so much for checking out this episode of the show. It is the last in the current run of podcast season five, and we've ended on a great one as I have a chat with none other than Benny the Jet Akides. It's a great conversation. I do hope you enjoy it. Without any further ado, then let's get on with it. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. hello 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 there everybody ladies and gentlemen boys and girls food followers around the world wherever you are listening to this episode welcome welcome to the show this is episode 63 of the kung fu movie guide podcast thank you all so much for joining me and checking it out We are going to be closing out this season, season five, with this episode, and it's a conversation that I had with none other than the legendary martial artist and instructor, Sensei Benny the Jet Akides. This was such an honour to be able to spend this time chatting with Benny the Jet over Zoom. It was recorded back in April of this year, in early April 2020, at the height of the coronavirus pandemic here in the UK. And it was a pretty worrying time, of course, for everybody. Benny was very gracious with his time and he was more than happy to discuss both his life in the martial arts and the movies, including, of course, his legendary work with Jackie Chan in the 1980s on those landmark fight scenes in Wheels on Meals and Dragons Forever. We do get into that quite a bit on this episode, as well as his amazing martial arts record, 
Got some stats for you here. Six-time world champion across five weight divisions. Undefeated throughout his 27-year professional fighting career. He was a pioneer of full-contact karate, of course. And I kind of went into this conversation thinking that, you know, Benny was going to be this intimidating guy uh, based probably just off of his martial arts record, but also his screen presence, uh, playing a villain, of course, in those Jackie Chan films. But in reality, of course, you couldn't find a more peaceful and spiritual and a happy guy. So this was great. Really enjoyed chatting to Benny. I will throw over to that conversation shortly. Before we do go into that, just a quick note on this podcast. If you are a regular listener to the show, you will probably notice a pattern with this that whenever I do go away, I don't really go away for too long. Uh, However, it is nice to just take a break away every so often just to recalibrate. And particularly during this year, which has and continues to be quite a challenging year for all of us. We will definitely be back, of course, before the end of the year for our end of year show. I present those with my guest, Mike Fury. That's the action film expert and author of Life of Action, volumes one and two. So that episode usually drops around the Christmas period. So that's not too far away it has been an absolute pleasure sharing these conversations i should say with you all in 2020 and we have had some amazing people on the show this year people like gareth evans scott adkins sarah chang larnell stovall richard norton joe taslim lauren avedon tara macken Stu bennett ludy lynn the list goes on and on and on it really has been a, a brilliant year and if you have of course missed any of those conversations then do remember you can always go back and check them out via your podcast provider we are on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher soundcloud and probably some other ones that i'm forgetting now With the podcast being away, you can, of course, keep it locked to the website, kungfumovieguide.com. We will still continue to regularly update that with any new reviews of the latest martial arts films. We have the monthly newsletter, of course, where you can win loads of cool free stuff. And we will continue to be sharing all the latest martial arts movie news and videos via our social media channels. We are on Twitter at KF Movie Guide. We are also on Facebook and Instagram. And that's probably the best way to find out any latest developments with regards to this podcast. All contact details and also ways to donate to us. You can find those also on our website, kungfumovieguide.com. I do sincerely hope that this podcast has helped even a little bit this year in providing a little bit of a distraction for you all, if if nothing else. Do remember that I am always contactable over email if you ever do want to get in touch with me for whatever reason at all. The email address is, as always, hello at kungfumovieguide.com. Okay, it's Sensei Benny time. Benny Akides has a website, it's bennythejet.com. Head over there to find out more information about Benny's amazing life. You can also find links to his fights, his online Akudakan curriculum. Akudakan is 
Benny's own martial arts style. You can also get his merchandise, books, t-shirts, signs, things and the like. You can also follow Benny on Instagram. His name on that platform is at RealBennyTheJet. And he is also on Facebook under simply Benny Yakides. I'll be back at the very end of this conversation with a little bit more information and also to sign off properly. But until then, let me now throw over to my conversation with the one and only, the legendary Benny the Jet Aquides. of a crazy time that we're living through at the moment um is is everything okay is everything good with the with the business and teaching well you know what uh when it comes to you know it's like anything else i'm good with change and yeah sometimes what happens is you know the good bad and ugly shows up and it has purpose and yeah you know and sometimes you say well how can we look at the good out of this when you know some people are dying some people are sick some people are losing jobs some people are and you know what but through all the madness you know people are getting closer are helping each other more are being more considerate are being you know it's they're getting together more even though they're they're staying about four or five feet away from each other but (laughs) yeah but even even though you can see that they're a little bit more open, a little bit more free, or not not so closed in. And uh, so, over here, over here, I, I find that you know my my uh, neighbors, you know, uh, I see them more than I've ever seen them. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and, and talking it more. Is- yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's sad that it takes something like this, but you're right. It does it does bring people closer together, doesn't it? In a way. Well, you know, it's even from the biblical days. You know, yeah. it, it's almost like when you want to control people, you put fear in them. And yeah. way back then, they put fear in everybody, and there was control. Now, not that they're trying to control the world, because <clears throat> this is just not United States. This is not. You know, uh, I mean, this is the world that's yeah. affected yeah. by it. And so um, I think that uh, does it teach us a lesson? I don't understand the lesson, but I know I take this as a fight. I look at it, hey, I'm getting ready for a fight mentally. I get ready yeah. for a fight physically. I get ready for the fight spiritually. And yeah. all I have to do is when I prepare is when the fight comes, you know, it's my chance to go out there and do what I know best. And are you keeping healthy in yourself? You're feeling good still and, well, you know, me, staying let healthy? Me, let me put it this way. If it gets yeah. any better than this, it gets scary. Yeah. <laughs> good. I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. You've had such a multifaceted career, whether it's competition, fighting, your movie career as well, both in front of and behind the scenes. But I get the sense that you at heart are a teacher, Benny. Out of all of the things you do, the teaching is, you know, that is the thing you love. You know, since I was 14 years old, I always thought I was a better teacher than a fighter. The fighting is something I can do. I've been fighting since 58. 
Hey, and my last yeah. fight was in six uh, in ninety five. So, I've been fighting for all these decades, but I just do that is because I can. Hey, but yeah. I love teaching. I've been teaching since I was fourteen. I had the I had the most biggest gym in in um, should I say uh, Los Angeles at the age yeah. of fourteen. It was in, uh, incredibly huge. Yeah, and so uh, and because I was young. Uh, I would be teaching all through the day, you know, and uh, after, uh, right after school, I go up there, we start teaching. And then uh, after that, and then usually at uh, about maybe nine o'clock, then all the doors closed. And uh, because I was young, I liked dancing. It became a disco dojo. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, the uh, I... To answer you, this is in the sixties. Then is it? That's in the sixties, Benny. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so I yeah. thought, you know, I thought that uh, uh, the teaching is just something I really, really enjoy doing. I really love passing on information when people are stuck in many different ways. Sometimes they're stuck mentally, they're stuck physically, they're stuck phys- uh, spiritually, they're stuck in their yeah. journey, and they're looking. See, I'm about a solution. I'm not about a, you know. Um, everybody, everybody has great ideas, and I yeah. said, "Okay, that's an idea. Give me the solution." So, I, I decided that I want to be a solution. I don't want to be a, a, you know, an idea. So I give yeah. solutions to people that come to me. What sorts of students do you get going through your doors? I got, you know, through my door, people come to learn a way of life. Yeah, I don't teach them how to live their life. I give them tools so they can live their life. And yeah. you see, you got to understand the the art, a, a, a way of life is about when you get up in the the morning. The I am constant. What do you tell yourself? Hey, mm-hmm. so it starts mentally. So the art of war is mental first. What do you yeah. tell yourself? What you know? How do you get motivated? How do you be inspired? Because we look, we look for heroes inspire us by how they look and what they're doing oh i want to look like that i want to sound like that i want to do that and then you have mentors mentors turn you inside out and make you look at yourself those are the ones that are teaching and i've always been a mentor to students that come to me and just people it doesn't even have to be students just people that come you know my way i always ask uh I always ask Maker to uh, use me as an instrument of his love, and, and whoever comes my way, I, I, I recognize that I'm there for them. There is no deja vu, yeah. accident, uh, good luck. When people come my way, I know that uh, I get a chance to help them to be unstuck. So it's yeah. not just, to me, I look at the art. Today, I'm, I'm a, I've always been a martial artist. To this day, eh, a kickboxing, is the sport I created eh, for people that like excessive contact. But mm. I've always been a martial artist. I always will be a martial artist. Dragon Fest. When you step into the ring and you or step into the cage, you know, it's a do or die situation. Do you think that that was, that was the kind of mentality that enabled you to be so successful? Absolutely not. You know what? When I went, when I got up and went in the, on the scale, I looked at my opponent and I was so grateful and thankful that he showed up. 
Yeah. I was looking at him and saying, thank you so much for showing up because without you, I can't do what I love doing. So yeah. to me, it's a sport. So mm. we're both going to go with these rules and that's it. Hey, but if we're in the street, there is no rules, but we're going to go with these rules. So I said, I don't care what country you're coming from, what rules you have is, you know, if you have rules, good. If you don't have no rules, but I knew going into a third world country in the 70s and 80s, there is no rules. Yeah. And they, we win we win under the WK rules, but you know what? <laughs> that went out the window as soon as the bell rang. And yeah. so and so I recognize in their mind they're going to the death. They're going, hey, you know what? I I am the hero of my country and I am not going to so to me I was I was uh performing or sparring to me or, or, or fighting against an opponent. But to them, there was country against country. And yeah. I, I said, I'm not fighting your country. I'm fighting this, this, you know, my opponent. That's who I'm fighting. You were going into, over to Thailand and fighting, you know, yeah. Mai Thai guys. And here's this, uh, you know, this guy from the West coming over. You can, you can understand, you know, how that... Of course. Of how course. they would have I seen mean, that. Yeah. I, I, I knew that going in. See, yeah. passing, passing the sport to the world, introducing kickboxing to the world because eh? you know you go into the orient and all that they kickboxing is like what's that just like when uh when uh, muay thai came in 75 they said you want to fight muay thai i said yeah i'll fight him i thought that was his name yeah <laughs> I, I had i had no idea what muay thai was yeah yeah and, and, and so we would really uh, introduce to muay thai and there were and so i was introducing kickboxing because they'd never seen Spinning back yeah. kicks, you know, axe kicks, jump kicks. They never seen that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I introduced it to the world. And uh, to my to my point, I don't have to get myself, oh, I'm going to tear your arms off. I'm going to hit you with the bloody yeah. end of it. I'm going to, you know, I, if I have to go, I don't belong in the ring. If I have to think like that or, or sound like that, because that sounds like fear to me. Mm. And to me, I enjoy, I enjoy going in there and playing a physical game of chess. And yeah. uh, I don't have to get myself all pumped up to get in there. I did my homework and I said, okay, just play a physical game of chess. Just, you know, to see how well you've done your homework. How do you feel, Benny, when you see some of the bravado, some of the attitude of some of the UFC guys nowadays? Are you turned off by that when you, when you see that? You know what? I, it's sad to see because yeah. a, lot of, a lot of kids... I'm going to give you an example. Mm. My grandson was watching... And and, he, and and this guy had such bad attitude, mm. and and I said, I said that is not kickboxing. He yeah. says, "Well, he's a kickboxer." I said, "But that's not kickboxing." Hey, he's uh, is this one here? What he's doing? He's like a tough man contest, and that's his attitude, like a tough man contest. And so my grandson said, "Wow." Okay, so I started to educate him on the difference yeah. between a real warrior or just somebody that's so fearful talks with his mouth but it has no action. Mm. And so I, I took him to the gym, and there was this uh, a kid about maybe eight, nine years old wearing a black belt, and he said, "Look, Papa Jet, he he, you know, he's like you." I said, "No," he he, he said he has a black belt on. I said, "Yes, he does, but." <clears throat> he doesn't have, first of all, the experience. 
he's not old yeah. enough to understand, you know, emotionally and mentally. And I said, right now, what he has that black, he says, but he's wearing a black belt. I said, but he memorized technique. Mm -hmm. And because memorizing technique, that's how he got it. I own my material. I own this. Yeah. And, and so there's a difference between, so I was telling my grandson the difference between so a kid wearing a black belt and I'm wearing a black belt. And you've got a few black belts, <laughs> we should say. <laughs> all, all, I, all I know is, uh, you know, to <clears throat> educate what people, when people first look at somebody, most people are really to give an opinion just by what they look at. You know, they're judging yeah. already just by, by, just by what they see. So yeah. in the art, in the art, is changes is it changes that and i'm at this point in time of my life that you know then i didn't believe i can be beaten right now i don't believe i can be beaten yeah you know yeah and i don't and, and i don't care about age numbers you know uh because as far as i'm concerned i can do what i was doing at 20 i can do it right now nothing's changed yeah. you still feel just as fit as as you were and still fighting fit and ready Nothing's changed. The, yeah. the art is the way of life to me. My wife yeah. and I, we run at six in the morning. We, you know, we're still doing, we're still training. We still, nothing's changed. This, yeah. this virus came, this coronavirus came and we're still training. We're still working out. Why? Good. Because it's a way of life. It's what we do. Damn your ass. What are we to do with you? In the 60s and 70s, when you were starting out on this competitive, professional Fulhontat Karate, we were later developed into kickboxing, you were around at a time where, you know, Chuck Norris was making films and, you know, mm -hmm. people were making that crossover from the competitive martial arts background into the movie industry. But I've noticed that your film career was until a little bit later. What was the reason for that? I, I love I love the arts, you know. I love yeah. the arts so much that uh, I recognize going in the movie, it took me away, sometimes <clears throat> two months, three months away from the art. Yeah. And I was isolated, you know, we, we were on location and so forth. And uh, so, I mean, I still trained while I was there, but it took me away from doing seminars, away from teaching people, away from people that come. And so I got away from the arts for a little bit because of the film industry kept pushing yeah. me. And I turned down a five-picture movie because uh, I, you know, they, I got a fight and they offered me a five-picture movie. And I said, you know what? I'd love to do it, but I can't. I, I have a fight. And so they got upset that I turned them down. To me, the movies is great. I love it. It was fine. I'm great at it. I'm a I'm a excellent pipe choreographer, stunt coordinator, and so forth. But yeah, because that was the teaching that I loved doing. However, but it was taking me from uh, seminars. It was taking me from people that were coming to train with me. It was taking me away from my my students that been with me. I've had students been with me for almost 59 years. You know, yeah. some some been with me for you know uh, fifty four years. Some I mean, I have students been with me for a long time, and and I was I was seemed to it's like they felt like I was abandoning them because I was on a movie, so I was trying to bring them into it. But that's not what they wanted. They wanted mm -hmm. to train. They wanted to uh, understand themselves better in each day because a lot can happen in one day. So life changes daily. And so, yeah. so my training and my teaching changes, and I keep, <clears throat> I keep recreating myself. 
So every time I recreate myself, I give them new knowledge. So at you know, so these guys are been with me 45 years, 50 years. I can still teach them to this day. That's that's why they're still with me because I can yeah. still teach them about themselves. I can mirror their truth. So the movie yeah. industry was very nice. It was very good, but that wasn't my love. That's yeah. why I'm not doing. I mean, right now they're doing a documentary on me right now. And we're sure. doing my documentary life story, and uh, and there's some other movies, but uh, but at the same time, you know, I work with a lot of you know John Cusack. I work with a lot of, and they've been my students for about thirty years. Yeah, and I turned them down also. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, but you started out. And if now, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but you were a stunt guy first, and you sort of fell into that. Is that right? Because as you say, that well, wasn't you know a career path that you were necessarily looking for. No, uh, actually, uh, my student with an actor asked me to come on the set. I went on the set, and he said, "Just wait right here." And he had to go and change this net. Uh, I was in front of the camera. I didn't even know I was in front of the camera, and so they, right. uh, so the director told me to move over there and do something with this guy. And I said, "Well, what do you want me to do?" He said, "Make up something." So I choreographed a little something with him and this guy, and he just liked my face. He thought I was in the movie, but I was there to see my student. And when <laughs> right. they, and uh, I choreographed a really exciting fight scene within a, in a short amount of time with this guy, right. and. So we showed it to him, and he and he ended up putting us in front of the main actor, and and then blended it in, and asked me. And from that point, he asked me to come the next day, and I didn't know what was for. I said, "Yeah, I'll come." So I went there. He says, "Your call is at six o'clock." I said, "What does that mean?" He says, "Be here at six o'clock." <laughs> I didn't under <laughs> I didn't understand any of the. Things. What was the film? Which film was that? It was called Down the Drain. Down the drain. Okay, yeah. okay. And, and then, we're talking seventies, uh, early seventies. No, 70s, no mid-70s? we're talking. We're talking about. It was probably in sixty-eight. Oh wow! Wow. 60, okay. You 69. were young. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, but that, by then, I had no. I was fearless, and there was. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you, man. Talking about, I was just natural. I was natural uh, mm. gymnast. I was a natural gymnast. Yeah. I, there's anything they said. Can you do that? I said sure. They said, uh, you know, there was a two-story building. Can you uh, do something there and fall off that? I said, sure. Never yeah. did it in my life. But I looked down <laughs> and I said, okay. Uh, you want me to you want me to fall on that, in that bag? And he said, yes. I said, okay. And, wow. uh, and What was the safety like? Did you did you rehearse stunts like that? Or or, or did you just, no, you just jump into it? Said, the, the stunt coordinator said, well, let me see you jump on the back. So I, I fell down. Boom! I'm great in the air. I'm, I'm like a cat. I yeah. turned. Boom! Fell on my back on the on the. Uh, he says, "Well, how long have you been doing this?" And I didn't want to say. And I said, oh, "A little bit." <laughs> and that was the first time I've ever did it. So sure. it was about 200 feet. It was pretty pretty uh, uh, up there. And but I was fearless. And yeah. There was nothing. Anytime, can you do this? Absolutely. Can you do that? Absolutely. They said, can you uh, do a car hit? Let me say, let me see. I said, show me what you mean, a car hit. And one of the guys had all these pads on. Boom. I said, okay, yeah, I can do that. He said, let me see you do it. And I did it. Boom. And uh, he says, okay, well, he says, it doesn't even look like you had pads on. I said, what? He said, it doesn't look like you got, you know, pads on underneath your clothes. I said, oh, you have to have pads? (laughs) 
<laughs> had no idea. That talking about a rude awakening. That's wow. how I got. That's how I got into the business. Is uh, they had me doing. You know, uh, they asked me if I if uh, if I do fire burns. I said, sure. <laughs> and then I went over there to the coordinator. What's the fire burn? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? You know? <laughs> and so he told me, we're going to put some gel on you. This and that. I said, sure. Okay. No problem. And uh, wow. that's, how, that's how I got started in the film industry. Ha! Ha! Hey! Ha! The king treated you well. Why do you betray him? What do you want? Force Five, is that sort of the first big film role for you, 1981? Force, Force Five was the one that I co-starred with uh, five others that we all, and it was with Joe Lewis and Bunks Joe Hunter. Lewis, Richard Norton. Yeah, Richard Norton. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. Had a, we had a blast. To me, I didn't even think we were in a film. I just thought we were just partying. <laughs> 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 it was just we were just having so much fun because you were traveling around the world so much that was where you jackie chan first saw you or met you is that right because you had this reputation and that's how you got to meet jackie yeah, exactly well you know what actually yeah. jackie was looking for something real yeah in 76 uh he saw me fight and uh the Japanese, and he saw me fight, you know, the Thais, he saw, he saw, and so he brought me over to uh, to Hong Kong, and he said, uh, he had about maybe 20 stunt guys, and he said, uh, he told his stunt guy to hold a kick, uh, you know, a, a power shield, he wanted me to kick, so I told yeah. him, how hard do you want me to kick? He says, he told, uh, so the, the uh, he didn't speak English, so his interpreter told me, he says, Jackie wants you to hit it hard. Yeah. So I, I kicked this guy so hard with a, with the power shield. I kicked him so hard. He went flying. I knocked his win out and, and, and Jackie looked at me and he put thumbs up. So Jackie, so Jackie does some stunt moves and then he puts his hand like, okay, you. So I did some moves. So then he goes down and he does round up, flip flop, flip flop, flip flop, you know, backflips all the way down this sure. hallway. Yeah, yeah. At the end, he waves his fingers to me like, okay. And I said, okay. So halfway, do I'm doing flip flops going all the way down. Halfway through it, I'm getting dizzy. I crash into the walls and I'm yeah. looking at him like, hey, I'm, I'm not a gymnast. I'm, you know, I'm a fighter. But so after that, so he, he was testing, so he would do. He would get his, all his guys together, and they would choreograph something, and then he would point to me like, "Okay, what are you gonna do?" So I did this, and I started choreographing my own stuff, and then they would put something together, and then I would put something together by what I saw them do, yeah. and we, you know what? He would after that. The first week, we went to Spain. Every day, yeah. he would sit right by me. Next to me, he practically had his legs over my legs, his arm around me, talking to me because he wanted to learn English. Yeah. And and I was kind of I was kind of like, hey, okay, man, would you have to be so close to me? Uh, you know, <laughs> give me some space here. Did you know of Jackie Chan then? I mean, this is late seventies, early eighties. Then is it when you first met him? Yes. Yeah, because he was a huge star in Hong Kong, but he hadn't broken into in the West at that point. No, no, no. Are you no. kidding me? Nobody even knew of him. Were you into the Hong Kong films anyway, the martial arts films? Was that something that was an influence on, on you? 
we changed the industry. Jackie Chan and I changed the whole industry and how people fight on screen. Yeah. And everybody, you know, after after we did that movie, everybody tried to uh, mimic what we did. And they yeah. couldn't, I mean, because we started a whole new thing, in uh, a whole new uh, fight genre on, on film. Yeah. We did something yeah. completely that everybody had to follow because it was like, okay, this is the new way of fighting on film. It's such a visceral incredible fight scene that fight scene in wheels on meals the 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 bit that really stands out for me is the you do a roundhouse kick that takes out the candles you know the flame on the candles oh the spinning and you horse, watch that spinning oh horse. my god and you horse. think my god one imagine being hit by that but two yeah. i mean that just highlights the sort <laughs> of you know the the realism in that fight scene well you know what uh we had a lot of fun he, Jackie, yeah. Jackie had uh, a team of 20 that were really, really, when they choreographed, they would all get together <clears throat> and put it all together for Jackie, and Jackie would be working with them, and I would be sitting watching them, and and they would, they would tell me uh, to come in and to watch what they're doing, so I could, and I would just, and I would just say, I don't need to watch. As soon as I see you finish doing what you're doing, I'll respond off that. So, uh, right. and, and uh, we were. In it was quite collaborative then. Yes, it was, yeah. we had so much. We had so much fun. There was another party. It was just. Uh, I didn't even think uh, I was working. I was getting. Uh, man, I couldn't believe I was getting paid for something. I was having so much fun to do. It must have been quite a culture shock, I'd imagine, working with the Hong Kong crew and and Jackie and Samo and. It must have been quite uh, different to what you were used to, I, I'd imagine. Well, you know what happened in, in, to me, in Hong Kong style of fighting, it was like a dance. One and yeah. two and three and four and five and six, you know. And to me, I said, What's, what kind of fighting is that? I said, that's not real. So when Jackie, uh, I told Jackie, you know, he started to do that. I said, Jackie. So I started I start taking all the ends up. I said, no more ends. And I was going, pow, 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 pow. And I was giving a rhythm. And the next thing he said, and Jackie was getting, his eyes got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, yeah. he, and he loved it. I charged him up so, because it was something he's, he hasn't done and he hasn't seen. I charged him up and I was charged by the fact that he was so, you know, he, he, he catches on so fast. And, yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. You know, I was. You really were impressed. By, yeah. You were impressed by him then. I was. I was. I was taken yeah. aback that I didn't have to hold back. I didn't have to slow down. I didn't have to take it easy. I mean, I mean, I kicked. I kicked hard enough to where it wasn't to a point where I would hurt him. But every yeah. time, but he knew I had beautiful control when it came to his face. A couple of times he moved the wrong way, and I stopped two inches away from his face with a right cross or a left hook or an elbow. And he would look at me and he would smile and put thumbs up like, thank you. <laughs> you know, thank you, man. You know? And, um, because we, we, we. he's quite a I mean I've seen behind the scenes footage and when people aren't getting the timing down like he is I mean he's the boss on set isn't he that's yes. that's the way he operates but you guys must have clicked I guess in a professional sense but were you were you buddies as well like you were you would hang out together and, absolutely and that sort of thing yeah. absolutely we yeah. would uh, on lunchtime we would eat and then he grabbed me we'd go out there we play soccer and stuff like that with all yeah. everybody I mean we just we just had a great time 
time. It was, uh, yeah. we had a blast. Is there any truth to this that apparently there was a challenge or that you were going <laughs> to spar at some point? Or is that, is that just a rumor or no, like, no, as, as no. in uh, for he, real? He told me, he told me in the beginning, he says, uh, probably two weeks into it, he says, yeah, the interpreter said that Jackie wants to fight you. And I said, for real? And, and Jackie pushed thumbs up. And I said, I, so I told the interpreter, tell Jackie, I, I fight for a living. This is, this, I do this yeah. for, for real. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and so Jackie put thumbs up. And I said, so I told Jack, I told his interpreter, tell Jackie, win. Right now, any time you want. And Jackie said, okay, soon. And he actually said it out of his mouth, soon. And I said, okay. I said, tell me when, anytime you want. And so he was telling everybody on the set that we're going to fight, for real. All right. And, and everybody started betting. And everybody started yeah. betting. And so I, two weeks later, I said, Jackie, I said, Jackie, win. And I put my hands up like, when are we going to fight? Well, we went to Hong Kong and, and we're, we're there for a month. After two weeks, I told Jackie, after two weeks before the, uh, the film was going to end, I told Jackie, you're not going to fight me. And he smiled and put thumbs up. He put thumbs up and he smiled. And I said, oh, you got everybody pumped up. You had, and yeah. you know what? He, the, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. Yeah. Man. He had everybody so wound up and pumped up. He wasn't going to fight me, but he had everybody believing that we were. Yeah. I think, I think really, if he wanted to really be a, a professional fighter, I, that, I think he would do fantastic. Really? Do you, yeah. do you, think, do you think he has, it, has that in him? I, yes, he's got the heart. Yeah. He's, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, I, he's funny at what he does, but I tell you what. He's got, I think he I really think he has a heart to really have been yeah. a, a good fighter. Do you still keep in touch with him? Is he someone who, you know, you'd send the odd message to? Every once in a while, yeah, when he comes in town, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm out of the country and and then when I you know, I found out he was here when I was out of the country and then he you know, he left out of the country and I thought he was gonna move here. He told me he was, but uh then something else changed and now he moved to uh China and yeah, he's got, he's got all kinds of things happening in China. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That was good. Dragons Forever comes up in 88. And just watching it again, I hadn't seen it for a while. Dragons Forever is just such a, it's such a great movie. What an amazing thing to have been a part of. What was that experience like to work on that film? Well, I had a, actually, that was, that was, uh, I had a good time on that one as well. It, you know, we, we got really a chance to get creative, but that was kind of a, that one, we were rushing. I mean, Jack and Chan and I, we, we, we were, we were actually sleeping on the set. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, we were on the set. You know, get up, wash up, and then we got there, start fighting again. And we had um, now that was really a Hong Kong style of fighting, man. There, you know, there, it, it was like everything went. There, you know, there, there was no rules. There were no nothing, and to you know yeah. to sleep. You know, you you know you have to work so many hours, and then they have to give you so many hours to to rest and so forth. Well, we we were sleeping on the set. We we completely changed the whole industry, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, it, it was such a a rude awakening, but I loved it. I loved yeah. every, I loved every part of it because I said, "Hey, this is me, man. No rules. Let's go." <laughs> yeah, and was Jackie pretty keen to really up the ante on that because it was a rematch, wasn't it? Really. That's so right. That's I mean, right. how do you top Wheels on Meals? Really. I mean, you just gotta you know, make it even more hard hitting. I mean, was that the conversations you were having when you were making that film? Like, how can we exactly. make it well, better? The point yeah. is, I said, okay, now we have to get more intense and we have yeah. to get a little bit more contact. And so, and I said, I'm game all the above. Yeah. I said, I'm, 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 you know, whatever you want. I said, I'm game for it. This, you know, we don't have to negotiate anything. Let's just go. And yeah. uh, so we had a good understanding and that's why we got along so well because uh, he he's seen that I had no fear about anything, about it. Yeah. getting hit hard and so forth, and about falling and jumping, and you know I had no I had no problem with any of the above, and 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 he knew that I could ride bikes, cars, you know, did, you know I'm I'm very uh, athletic, and so yeah. that's what uh, we got along so well because we're both athletic. We can. Yeah. Drive, ride, climb, jump, and you know nothing will stop either one of us. Did that then influence you? Because I know you know when you came back, you were working in Hollywood. You work as a fight choreographer. Mm-hmm. Is that something that stayed with you? Did you learn from the Hong Kong team and then bring that to Hollywood? No, actually, uh, because uh, Jackie was saying uh, I'm going to teach you Hong Kong style of fighting. I said I'm going to teach you Western style of fighting. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, okay. so we kind of kind of intermix what he did and what I did, and we kind of intermixed it, intertwined, you know, interweaved each other, and uh, came back. And I was doing it anyway. I was doing yeah. it anyway, but I picked up a lot from Jackie. Just, just his heart, and he would every time I was sometimes when Jackie he would be sitting down by himself, and he would be looking out. And and you can see that he's creating in his head, just by himself. You'll be yeah. sitting down. Everybody give him space. Yeah. And and, and I, so his mind is always constantly working. Yeah. And, and you yeah. know what? And and you know, he's not wasteful. 
when, when there was a lot of food there and nobody was eating this food, he would get it and he would give it to some of the, his guys and he would and he would serve them. He would yeah. give them more, more and make sure that everybody was eating all the food because I realized, yeah. I, I said, why did you do that? And he said when he was younger, they didn't have food, much food. Mm. So uh, he always, you know, he doesn't waste food at all. He doesn't, he's not wasteful. Okay? When yeah. it comes to food, yeah. he makes sure everybody eats enough. And, and when there's extra food, he goes around and gives it until everybody eats on everything. I have to ask about Samo as well, because Samo was the director both of Wheels on Meals, Dragons yes. Forever. Such a force on, on set, I would imagine. And obviously, Jackie, Yembu, you know, they grew up with, with Samo. They all yes. trained together, grew up together. But they look up to him, don't they? I, I, from yes. what I understand, he is the boss when he, when he is on set. He was the director. He was the uh, best director of all. There was three of them. There were Bobby, Samo, and him. And, and Samo was the better director. Yeah. And Jackie was a better actor, and Bobby was yeah. a better stunt guy. I mean, I mean, yeah. talking about gymnast, he was incredible gymnast. Amazing. And yeah, yeah he was amazing. I, I mean, I look, I seen a lot of gymnasts, but not like this one. This guy. Yeah. I mean, I've the things he was doing. I said, "Dang, man!" I said, "Is yeah. it possible the body can actually do that kind of?" Thought he was a contortionist or something, you know. Do you prefer Wheels on Meals or Dragons Forever in your heart? In my heart, Meals on Wheels because it, it taught me a lot about me and about Jackie. So that yeah. was my first my first impression and my first. Uh, I think that really was the key. Uh, yeah. For me being in the Orient, other than me fighting, but me being in the Orient and actually in the film industry. Doing that, we, like I said, we changed the whole, the whole industry, uh, film industry in the world. Yeah. Did you realize you were doing that then, though? Because I've spoken to a lot of people who were working in Hong Kong films in the eighties, and you know, you guys have created history there. You yeah. know that that period of time in Hong Kong action filmmaking that just won't be repeated. Um, so, did you realize that back then, or was it just like you were just having too much fun? <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I was having too much fun, but at the same time, yeah. I was doing something I love doing. Yeah. yeah, I just, I know, I love. Uh, that's something I can do. You know, I loved it. I enjoyed it, and uh, it was effortless for me. I didn't have to put yeah. a lot of because I was already, I was already in great shape. I was already very flexible. I had great strength work. I had a lot of win. I had a lot of endurance. So, and plus, you know, I can take a lot of impact. I wasn't afraid to take impact. Is that one-eyed bastard here? Who the hell are you? You dare call our boss that? I've got to talk a little bit about some of the actors that you've trained as well, because what I've noticed through your career is they've remained very loyal to you as well you must be quite good at training actors it seems there's a difference between a trainer yeah. to me a trainer or a dime a dozen they're yeah. everywhere they come and they go okay a coach works on a curriculum hey we're going to go by the curriculum we're going to do this 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 this. i said well, what about that no 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 we're going to do this this and they stay with the curriculum Okay? Mm. And then you have a teacher. They will teach you the inner, the outer, and the middle ways of something. I'm a teacher. Yeah. 
I always will be a teacher. I've been a teacher since I was 14 years old. To this day, I'm still a teacher. I would mirror your truth. And whatever yeah. whatever you're hiding, I will I will mirror that. I have to ask about Patrick Swayze as well. Tango and Cash, Roadhouse. I love Roadhouse. Oh, yes. Uh, what was he like to, you know, to work you know, with actually, and be friends with? Actually, Patrick, you know, was, uh, you know, because he's a great, you know, incredible dancer and so yeah. forth. And so I was choreographing some fights and he was getting really frustrated because he said, what's wrong with me? I'm a dancer. Why can't I? I said, you know what? I said, Patrick, you're working too hard. Mentally, you're pushing too hard. I said, you, ha- you have to get out of your way. Back back up a little bit. Don't try so hard. And he says, but I'm a, you know what? I should be able to pick this move up with no problem. I said, yes. So I said, you know what? And he says, come to my house. I said, okay. So we went to his house. <clears throat> and so we I started to train him privately. And working mm. with him and then he said okay and so we go back on set and then finally I just watched him and I said okay you know you move like a cat he's got this catty movement you know and yeah. so <clears throat> so I said you know what I said uh, the next I said I'll see you I said this was on a Friday I said I'll see you at your house I went home and I was choreography and then what I did is I put some music on and I started putting the choreography to a beat and so once I started doing that I, I went back and I took the music the next day to his house and I said I after I stretched some of this and I said Patrick this is what I want you to do watch me first so I put on the music and I started moving technique to the to the music and working the rhythm of it and then Patrick got jumped in it. I didn't even have to tell him to come in. He jumped in. He started. Yeah. By then, every time we were on set, he had to have music. Well, I would bring him music, and we would I would choreograph and this and that. He would do the music, and Roadhouse became a party. He wouldn't work out without the music. It's up to you to find that something within them that they can, you know, draw upon, and then I guess that that's going to give them the confidence. Then, isn't it? Well, everybody has rhythm. It's just some people yeah. say, I can't dance, I can't this. I said, you, you can't because you say you can. But I said, yeah. let me show you how to bring that out of you because I can't teach you that. It's in you. I just got to bring it out. So my yeah. job was to be clever enough to watch them enough to figure out how to way to bring that out of them. And so usually the first week is always the hardest week because they're always fighting me, always excuses. Yeah. I can't this and that. Look how old I am. I don't have that kind of flexibility. On and on and on. And once I get through all all that, and it's usually a week. It takes me a week to get through all that. And then they finally, I break them. And I break them down to the point where they give in and they start it. They start to listen to open up to what I'm saying. Before mm-hmm. they go, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that. Okay, I said, oh, so and I don't take it personally because again. Uh, when you're so used to being the star, you know, the principal of the movie, you know, it's almost like, yeah, 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 okay, okay, I got it. And uh, I, have to, I have to break through that first. Have you had that, that kind of challenge before? You know, an actor that just doesn't want to play ball or just wants to sit in their Winnebago, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know what, let me give you one example. Brian Dunahee, when I first met him, 
He goes, what are you going to teach this old fart? You know, yeah. I'm overweight. I got no flexibility. I'm supposed to fight. I, you know, uh, I don't I have no win. La, la, la. And I said, do you want to do this? He says, well, I'm the star of the movie, of course. I said, yeah. well, then, in that case, so he's the one that really, I mean, he dragged his foot. He didn't want to do it at all. He was my challenge. And mm. did you know, I took 42 pounds off him. Okay? Wow. And I, and, and I got him to fight. His stunt double, his stunt double saying, when am I going to get in there and fight? He yeah. wanted to do his own <laughs> stuff because why he realized he could. That was yeah. the thing. He said, man, he said, I can do this. And he was so yeah. he was so excited this that that at the at the the end of the movie he gave me a, a Rolex with uh, with on it Sensei Benny thank you so much wow. for done it and uh, uh, and I was looking at him I said I don't, you don't have to do that he says no he said look what you did for me my wife is yeah. so excited yeah you took forty two pounds off me I can fight. <laughs> Uh, just that I and 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 I was able to do my own stunts, and I said, "Yeah, Amazing. I said, yeah, you were." So he was, but he's the one that gave me the hardest. But once I got through that, hey, you know what? Yeah, no matter what I did, he would. No matter what I told him to do, he would not question it. He would just go out there and do it. Hey, hey, hey! You really should be ashamed. You call that a punch? <laughs> I want to talk about Street Fighter as well, if I if I can. Sure. What was that experience like to make Street Fighter? Actually, Kelly Malloy and um, and I was choreographing, and, and you know what? That was a lot of fun. I, yeah. Uh, you know, I worked with a lot of great actors there and uh, choreographing and so forth. I got them. They trained three times a day. We got up in the morning. We ran at six in the morning. Everybody got up and ran. And then after that, we go at 12 o'clock. They take a shower, eat breakfast at 12 o'clock. I would train them and get them in shape. Yeah. And, and we would uh, work on conditioning, flexibility, everybody, all of them. And um, and there was 10 of us. Actually, I was teaching 10 all together. And, uh, and then after that, and then at night, we would meditate. Some of them, would, uh, there was about maybe six would meditate. And, and we would put things, you know, things in their, I would put certain preliminary messages in their head to think about. And then the next day, we'd get up and run in the morning. And then we'd train and get them ready. And then it became, after two weeks of that, then it became, uh, after we, the training became choreography. So we yeah. started training in the choreography. And uh, it was... It was nonstop action, let me tell you. It's quite a tricky concept because you're dealing with a lot of characters, but a lot of those characters have different fighting styles, you know, yes. in the video game. Yes. I guess they went to you because you have so much experience in so many different styles. Well, you have to win them over first. You have to, first of all, you have to win. I, I won the respect. Once I, yeah. once I won the respect, then my job was to get them, you know, to get them, I, uh, once I won the respect, then it was about getting their trust. Once yeah. I got them to trust me, 
then it was about after that then it took me a little bit to get make them feel safe and once they felt safe they were unstoppable i could yeah. not stop no matter what i told them they they were unstoppable once i got once i get i got their trust and once yeah. they, once they felt safe about it they knew no matter what i showed them they would feel they would be safe enough that they would not get hurt and was Jean-Claude Van Damme quite responsive to the to the choreography and everything? You gotta understand, when he first came from Belgium, he came to my gym and we did his first movie out of my gym. So we already had we know we already have uh, there's a respect there. The respect and and uh, there's an honor there. So I had no problem with him. You know, yeah. we had we had a little problem with him outside of it because uh, he liked to play should i say outside yeah. outside though he liked to play a lot and uh he get himself in trouble sometimes <laughs> yeah absolutely and during during that time period i think yeah. for him that was his yeah, um yeah he was having a problem. that was his party years yeah he was having a problem there but but he never gave me problems at all he never gave me no. he was always no matter what i asked him he was there and so i was able, i was kind of neutral girls for every, for everybody everybody yeah. else neutral grounds for and uh Calumaloy, all of them they, they once I like I said once I earned the trust and they felt safe uh, I can take them anywhere what are the things that you're looking for in a project that makes you think yeah that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna help out with with this movie well first of all I look at a story I look yeah. at the story and if the story is interesting if the story has an interesting story, then the the actors, those are the characters that I can help create for the story. Because you ever see some movies that you see the actors doing certain things and you're saying, why did they do that? And you get confused. What was the purpose yeah. of that? What's the because some of the, some of the uh, stunt coordinators, they just want to do fancy stuff, but they're not following yeah. the storyline. They said, well, that character, why would he do that? So you, you get confusing watching the character and the story. And now you, you get confused on the story because the, the characters are changing and they confuse you. So I look at the story first. Once I read the story and I said, I like to get involved with the story because the characters, I can help create. It's almost like I can help sculpture these characters yeah. into the story. And so when I yeah. choreograph, I choreograph to the story, not, you know, just to be fancy or do something different or something, you know, nobody's ever seen. Because yeah. I make sure it fits the character. If it doesn't fit the yeah. character, they will get confused in the story. You have your core sort of friends and actors, people in the industry that at, a dro- at the drop of a hat, you'd be like, yes, I'm going to, I'll jump in and help you with that. Yeah, I'm a teacher. When yeah. they, they're asking for help and so forth, I'm a teacher. That's what I do. Yeah, I teach. Do you have any projects or like dream stories that you want to tell your, yourself, Benny? Absolutely, I do. Yeah, I do. Matter of fact, I I did a I did a story. It was called Indian Wild Fighting, and because I'm part, uh, I'm half Indian, which my my Native American name is Thundering Iron Horse. And so I wrote a script on Indian wildfighting, and it's about Native Americans 
that actually had their own Olympics. Uh, it's about, right. You know, they had their own Olympics in the in the tribes, and it's about you know uh, horseback riding, arrow throwing, spear throwing, uh, you know, yeah. all kinds of different you know activities in in the. Uh, and doing it, and most uh, Native Americans, you know, they they do they they compete with each other in uh, knife fighting and so forth. But the knives are obviously dull, so what would they? But they have different. Um, so if I if I should slice your arm, it has a mark that you can see that I slice. That means I did I did get you. So you know, there's a lot of different things in it. But I I wrote a script on wild Indian fighting, and I had that for a long time. And I just thought that in the right timing, I'm going to do that film. Yeah. And, and it's about it's about uh, two brothers, you know, two brothers, and uh, the one's a half breed, which is I am the half breed, and the other one's full blooded uh, native. So it's a it's a great story. It's a lot yeah. of a- it's a lot of action. And would you direct this film, Benny? Absolutely. That is something you want to do then. Eventually. I will. Eventually, I yeah. will. Yeah, it's something that uh, uh, it would be good. It would be good because I would. I mean, I know every character when I wrote it. Uh, to choreograph it, I know every character. It's a very spiritual, a very action-packed movie. Spiritual mm-hmm. love story, and uh, and truth, truth to what, how how Native Americans. Uh, how there was a dividing between uh, the town people and the vi- uh, the village people and the, and the people on the reservation. Do you watch a lot of the current stuff and the the, mo- the recent action movies and martial arts films? Are you are you into that? Uh, yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I actually my wife. I have to flip a coin. Usually, I lose, but my wife she likes the romantic. I, you know, yeah. I like you know, I like comedy action and uh, so forth. And, but uh, my wife, uh, she's more into the romantic type of uh, movies and so forth. So, uh, so less of the John Wick. <laughs> no, no, I don't watch that. It's um, because you know what, it, it you know, it's all about killing you know it's all about killing one one person after the other after the other after the other and that kind of action is, is i mean you can do action without having to kill but yeah but you know that's all about you know killing how many people can you kill and how many different ways can you kill them you know and um yeah you know as you're burning them you're you're shooting them or you're you know you cut them in half or you're throwing them through something or you're you know, running them over, or you know, uh, yeah. it, it's you know, it's all about how many different ways can you kill somebody, and yeah. I don't, want, I don't want to really promote the killing. Yes, hey, it, it exists. Yes, it's real, but not to promote it to where everything, all the games are about that, mm. about you know, killing, disclaiming, uh, you know, um, I, I really don't want to promote a death. I want to promote life. Do you think they're too violent? Films yes. are too violent? Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I mean, everything on there, I mean, even some of the regular movies, they're starting to be porn. Everything, yeah. you know, the recipe is okay. Show, uh, you know, TNA, um, 
that's a must. And then the love story, you gotta have love scenes, okay? And then mm-hmm. you gotta have some killing and some action in there, some some people threatening and, and killing somebody or somebody robbing somebody. It's all about, if you look at the, at the movies of today, it's all about what sells. And, yeah. it's, and everything they sell is dark. Mm. Hey, and mm. uh, you know, it's not just the world that we live in, though, Benny. Yeah, that's right, right now, yeah. exactly, exactly. Because why? I mean, wh- what happened? You know, uh, to all you know, all the Walt Disney's movies. You don't even see yeah. them. You don't even see them on. You are very. You used to see them a lot, and they were mm. pushing a lot of that kind of movies. You know, wholesome, pure, good heart, good Samaritan. Now everything is about cheating, hurting, stabbing, uh, lying. Yeah. You know? Shouting Shen will soon be dead. I've laid an ambush for him. Filthy traitor! You have your own martial arts style, Okida Khan. Yes. That's a lot more about balance and harmony. Yes, it's self-defense, but it's a bit more multi-layered as a system. Would you agree with that? Yukido Khan is about honor. Yeah. Honor your father, yeah. your mother, your brothers, your sisters, your teachers, honor. And respect. Well, I mean, the respect is about that. It's yeah. all part of it. You know, it's all yeah. part of it. That's what Yukito Khan is. Yukito Khan means the way of life. And the way of life is how you, you know, to give you the tools, to give you the mental edge in life, to at least give you, you know, uh, give you some type of uh, advantage or at least, you know, let you have a, a chance of living in this lifetime the way it is right now. Because there's a lot of challenges out there, isn't it? It's a bit of a crazy world at the moment, isn't it, I guess? And uh, yeah. But do you think there's a place for the martial arts then to still have both sides, uh, to treat it as the self-defense, but also that inner fulfillment and finding that in, in yourself? Well, you know what? To teach self-defense, you have to teach them under pressure. You have to teach yeah. them with a threat. Otherwise, it becomes memorized martial arts. Memorized martial yeah. arts does nothing for you. But ownership, yeah. I own this material, means I can do this for real. Somebody said me, I can do this because I've been trained under a threat. But if yeah. you train controlled, okay, uh, even if you're sparring, you know somebody's going to stop it if it gets a little bit out of hand. And so it's always controlled. So you're not you're not really learning self-defense. You're learning memorized martial arts. So yeah. I teach I teach the reality of martial arts. The reality is means that emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, you have to be in line in order to defend out in the street. So if I can't yeah. teach you under pressure, then it's not it's not any good. And are you still learning, Benny? After all these years, do you still you're still picking up new new things? I look, I'm looking for teachers. To yeah. run, to this day, I look for anybody that can teach me something. I promise them I would be their best student. Even yeah. if I know five things of the same thing you just taught me, I would just be thankful you want to teach me something. Yeah. Okay? Because as far as I'm concerned, I am always open to learning something. If somebody got something to teach me, hey, you know. I'm, I'm one that, you know, who's going to be first? You ever see those people? Who's going to be first? And they're raising their hands, but they're thinking, please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. 
Yeah. Okay? yeah. I'm one of those that who's going to be first? I get up and I walk forward. I said, I'm first. Yeah. Because I, I want, I want to be first to get that. Even if, if it's uh, fearful, even if it's, you know, nervousness, I said, good. I want that feeling. Yeah. I want to be able to get used to that feeling. Okay? If I'm nervous, good. Kiss me on my toes. But I'll never fear it. I'll never fear any of uh, what I get up to go. I will never fear it. Even if I'm nervous, because if I'm not nervous, I'll make myself nervous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that way I know I'm on my toes. Thank you so much for your time and for, for talking to me today. And this has been really great fun. My pleasure. I'll see you when I see you. And uh, be safe, be well. And um, onwards. New, new yeah. beginnings, right? New beginnings, absolutely. Okay. Benny, thank you so much. You take care. Okay, ciao. Benny the Jet there. Sensei Benny, such a legend of the martial arts world. What an incredible, rich history and knowledge he has on different fighting arts, but also in Hollywood too. He is so respected as a life coach and a mentor. And just the other day, actually, I heard John Cusack speaking on Mark Maron's podcast, WTF. And he spent a big chunk of time on that talking about his friendship with Benny. It's well worth a listen if you haven't heard that already. Such a privilege that was. And just go back and watch those fight scenes again with Jackie. I'll be sure to add the YouTube links to the description of this show and also on our website. Both of those fight scenes, the ones in Wheels on Meals and Dragons Forever, are just so remarkable. And even to this day, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a better example of on-screen fight choreography. When it's done that well and we've two people just at the top of their game it's wonderful amazing stuff so that was a real treat for me to talk to benny benny's website is bennythejet.com his instagram is at real benny the jet and his facebook is benny Akides. okay before i sign off for this episode and for this season a few thank yous a huge thank you to sensei benny's team for arranging this one so that's Benny's wife Sarah Sarah Okides and also Nancy Weisler who helped a lot in sourcing some images for me for social media but also some background on Benny as well thank you both so much a huge thank you of course to Benny Okides for talking to me for this episode of the show and because it's the last one of season 5 I thought I would indulge slightly and extend this thank you list for a little bit longer as there have been quite a few people who have been really helpful during this season so my good friend george dennis thank you so much george for your sound design skills and technical advice mark durrant for his web and design skills sam barnes who did the original logo but he did help out with the new one as well Chris Achilleos for his invaluable podcasting advice and guidance. Simon Edwards for his online support. Everyone who follows the Kung Fu Movie Guide on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. 
anyone who has ever donated money or sent me a message, the loyal Foo followers who have signed up to the newsletter, and those of you who stay to the very end of the show. Thank you all so much. It's because of you guys that I feel encouraged to keep going with this show and the website and everything else in between. So thank you all so much. Last but certainly not least, a very special thank you needs to go out to my long-suffering girlfriend, Ali Best. Thank you so much, Ali. Ali couldn't care less about kung fu movies, but she has very patiently indulged me in running this podcast. So a huge thank you for being so understanding and so great Thank you, Ali, so much. And that is just about it for season five of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. I will be back again very soon before the year is out. Until then, take very good care, stay well and stay safe. And I will speak to you all again at some point on the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. All the very best to you all and... Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.